0: You're listening to Andover Airwaves, which is produced by Andover Public Schools in Andover, Kansas.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Andover Airwaves, our podcast about all things Andover Public Schools. I'm your host, Terry Rombeck. We're recording this during the second week of January, which means that we're in that time when a lot of people are still reflecting on the past year and making plans to get the most out of the coming year. And hopefully two weeks in, your New Year's resolutions are still intact, but if not, maybe you're looking forward to getting them jump-started. This can be a good time for children to reflect and make plans as well. Today we're going to talk with Alicia Rich, Family Engagement Consultant for Andover Public Schools, about how we can work with our children to celebrate their successes and at the same time identify areas for growth. Alicia, thanks for being here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me.
1: So before we get started, if you haven't checked it out already, Alicia is presenting a series of interactive online sessions we're calling Family Talk. Once a month, she's tackling a topic that is designed to give parents tools to help their children be the very best version of themselves. You can learn more about that and watch previous sessions at usd385.org slash family hyphen resources. So let's jump into this big topic of reflection and looking forward with kids. And I wonder just from my own experience of kind of running around from event to event and task to task, how do you even set up that conversation with your family to be in that mindset to have these big picture conversations?
0: Yeah, I think that's a great question. So I think it's important to know that all families have to start somewhere. So if this isn't something that is naturally happening, these types of conversations about reflection or goal setting, then it's okay to just sit down with your kids over dinner one night, or you know, even driving in the car and just say, "Hey, I've been thinking about something. Um, you know, I would love to just hear kind of how you thought first semester went." And depending on the age of your child, they have the ability to look back over different amounts of time. So if you're talking to an elementary kid, you probably want to say, you know how school felt before Christmas or before winter break. Um, A high schooler, you may be able to ask about the whole semester or second quarter, something a little bigger. Um, But just say, you know, I'd like to start having some conversations about how you feel about school, about things in our family, about our routines, and see if there's things that you're really proud of or if there's some things that maybe you want to change and make better. Um, and let them know that it's been on your mind and that you just want to have the conversation. I think that is a great place to start. And it's important to remember that if you haven't had those types of conversations before, you're probably going to get a little bit of uncomfortable pushback too. And that's okay. Um, You know, it's okay to say to them, when I first started thinking about reflecting about my job, it felt awkward or I wasn't sure what kind of things to ask myself. And the more I've done it, the better it's, it is for me or the easier it's gotten that kind of thing so just not being afraid to jump in and start the conversation i think is most important
1: as you said earlier to me you got to start someplace yes <laughs> That's absolutely a good way to put it. Now, in your family talk earlier this week, you had some great conversation starters around the reflection piece of this. And I wondered if you could give some examples of that and maybe how you would use those to to facilitate that conversation mm-hmm. with your child or your children.
0: Yeah. And one thing, kind of going along with how you start the conversation and then specifically what you're asking them, a really great time that you can do this and kids can hear from each other if you have multiple children or hear from their parents is during like a family meeting. And I won't go into that in a lot of detail. It can look different in different houses. But basically, it's just a time that you say, hey, we're going to set aside a little block of time, even just 10 or 15 minutes. And we're going to talk about some stuff that, um, you know, that I think is important and matters for our family. And you may want to tell them ahead of time, would you think before, let's say we're going to chat Sunday afternoon. Would you think about these couple questions? And so, some of the things that that I think might get their brains rolling are asking them to just consider what kind of mindset they feel like they have when they go into school. Um, again, if you're elementary, they're with the same teacher most of the day, so that's a an easier question. High school, you may want to ask about a couple specific classes, or just if they have a general feeling or mindset about school in general. Um, maybe ask them, "Gosh, you know what felt really hard?" At school this past semester, did you feel like you came across any challenges that you really had to work through? Tell me about that. Um, Our lives get so busy. It's very possible that kids are going to be working through challenges that we don't know a whole lot about. Because on the day-to-day basis, they maybe don't want to talk about it after school or they're moving to sports and things. So stopping and asking that question is really important. And then I think asking, how did you tackle those challenges or where do you feel like you're sitting now in relation to those challenges? So those are some great questions to get started with.
1: You alluded to this, and I hadn't thought of it this way, but is this a conversation that you want to have with each of your children individually, do you think, or is this a family conversation or does that depend on what you're talking about?
0: I think both. I think it also depends a lot on the personality of your children. So we have five kids at our house and we do a family meeting once a month and we talk about a lot of this stuff. We've really tried to set up an environment in our house where it's safe to share things that feel hard or things that aren't going great. So we'll talk about behavior reports that come home. We'll talk about report cards, all of that as a family. But oftentimes it's in an effort to be able to build up the child and hear You know affirmations from their siblings, so that they're not just hearing mom and dad say, "We love you, you're doing a great job," but maybe their siblings are chiming in and sharing things too. And then those conversations often continue privately at a different time if you need to go more in depth. Mm
1: -hmm. Makes sense. Now, sometimes, at least in our family, it's hard to get that big picture view Mm -hmm. and and to think and you know to be honest, if somebody looked at me and said, what were your kids accomplishing in September? I don't know that I could give you specific Mm -hmm. examples right Mm now. Are there ways or there strategies of kind of tracking some of these things that that kids are wanting to get better at? Or, you know, how do you at the end of a semester or at the end of the school year, take that time and know what what celebrations you want to have? Mm
0: -hmm. That's a great question, too. So I am a big proponent in celebrating beyond the report card, but the report card is a great place to start. You're going to get a lot of feedback from the teacher there, not only about how they're doing academically, but with behavior and work habits. I would look for trends. We have two report cards into the year at this point, so we can look and see what did behavior look like first quarter compared to what did it look like at the end of December. And then from there, we don't necessarily have to have a conversation surrounding the grade on the report card, but maybe we noticed listening attentively was something that they started the year out fine and then maybe not so great second quarter. And so just say, you know, your teacher has mentioned that maybe really listening and paying attention is hard. Do you feel like it might be? Um, And then take that conversation off the report card. But, But it's a place to start. Technology is really great because so much of what our kids are doing in class are saved on the computer now. So we can get on Google Classroom or we can look back at Seesaw and Kind of track, you know, even just pull up a couple assignments that they've done as a place to begin. Um, I save work only for a short amount of time, but so that I can go back and kind of look at it. I want to see how their handwriting's changed or what sort of things they were writing in their journal about in September versus January. Um, So you could begin to do that as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know as a dad, it's sometimes hard to know which are the pieces that, that you want to save and which, because you can't save everything. That's,
0: um, so my kindergartner had lots of tears the first time he saw me throw something away. So <laughs> I've been there. I began just taking pictures and then throwing things away. And then I delete the picture later because he forgets about it, you know, in five seconds. But um, I tend to hold on thing to things for the semester. And then I go through it at the end of the semester. And if I can't remember why I saved it, or <laughs> I don't feel like it kind of fits in with the rest of what I've saved, then I let it go.
1: That perspective's hard in the moment, isn't it? Yes, it, it is. <laughs> I get Especially it. Especially
0: with the cute little handwriting. Oh, and, you know. Oh, for sure. I get it. Uh,
1: you mentioned <laughs> in, your, in your presentation, like between that reflection conversation and the setting goals, there's a kind of a, a moment of celebration or could be. What does that look like? I'm kind of curious what you have in mind with that.
0: Yeah. So it can look lots of different ways depending on your child, their age, their personality. I encourage families to think small. It doesn't have to be some grand thing. I mentioned on Tuesday night in Family Talk that when I was growing up, it was really common for my friends to get paid for their grades. I'm going to give you this many dollars for an A and this many for a B. Um, and I understand the philosophy behind that. Parents were thinking, well, school is your job and we're going to pay you for doing a great job at your job, right? but. Um, I would encourage families to look beyond monetary or physical reward because oftentimes in children's brains then that's what becomes tied to their success. So when I do well, I get something. We don't want to build that in them. Often in little kids, they need that to get started. Think way back to potty training. You know, you can reward success with an M&M. But we don't continue to give them M&Ms then when they're 10 years old because they've outrun that. So it does serve a purpose, but we need to be careful that we're not establishing a routine where that's the expectation from them. So we want to build that intrinsic motivation, right? So great suggestions for celebration are things like Um, thinking about what your child loves. So, you know, it can be as simple as report cards come and everybody picks the thing they're most proud of off their report card. And you have a dance party in the kitchen. You turn the music up loud and you just celebrate. It could be for kids that really love words of affirmation that they get to call their favorite family member. You know, they get on the phone with Mimi and they get to share with her some accomplishment they've had at school that they feel really proud of. Mimi celebrates with them. And it's even better if it's on FaceTime or something. So, you know, the kids can see the face and 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 really feel that connection or face to face is awesome as well. Um, for other kids, it can be something as simple as you just intentionally stopping life and telling them how proud you are, writing them a note and maybe leaving it on their bed for them to find or, you know, find what it is that really lights the fire for your child specifically and then do that. And it doesn't have to be always at report card time, but that's a great time to do it, especially when we are reflecting and thinking through challenges and successes. And it's a good idea to, um, you know, stay away from just rewarding what's on the report card because, We want to make sure – you know, our role as parents is to build the whole child, right? So we want to make sure that we're really honoring parts of them that – that are growing and um, and that it's not always academic. So maybe one time it's academic, one time it's social, one time it's something behavioral, one time it's something sports related um, or music related. It's just gonna be really individual. But yeah, think small, you know, turn the music up, that doesn't cost any money, right? Um, and maybe it is take them out to their special dinner if it's a bigger accomplishment, but
1: just have fun with them. Now, as we look towards second semester, and we're already two weeks mm-hmm. in now, um, kind of what's the best way for parents to help their kids set goals that kind of align with the goals that might be happening at the school? I mean, is that just a matter of communication with the teacher to kind of understand what's coming up? Um, You know, because it seems like having those aligned would be helpful both for the family, the kid and the teacher for that matter.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, there are some teachers who set goals with their students in their classrooms and so i think reaching out with a quick email to just say hey this is something that our family is focusing on do you have any suggestions um depending on the age of your child it would be appropriate to have your child have that conversation with their teacher and just say teacher, do you have any ideas for me? Or is there anything specifically you'd like me to work on? You mentioned earlier reading. We often as parents want to make sure our kids are reading enough or reading the right kind of books. So checking in and just making sure that we have a good insight into what's expected at school is always great. Anytime as parents, we can loop that teacher in and get their perspective. I think it's really valuable.
1: And my sense is that not only would a teacher not mind that, they would actually probably really appreciate that and Absolutely. really encourage that interaction.
0: Yes, I think so. Um, and
1: again, you have some great conversation starters that you talked about with Family Talk uh, on Tuesday about uh, that goal setting and looking looking forward. And we'll have those online at uh, that same website I mentioned earlier, usd385.org slash family hyphen resources. And I'm going to ask you this question, and I hope you have a magic answer for it because I'm, <laughs> bet my, I'm not the only one uh, as a parent thinking this. But how do you start those conversations and ask those questions? And at least for our 10-year-old, the answer would be, I don't know. How do you how do you draw more out of them than just that?
0: That's a great question. And my very non-magic answer is sometimes in some moments you don't. Um, I think especially if it's not something they've ever been asked before or they haven't spent a lot of time thinking about, they may feel really caught off guard or overwhelmed with a big question like, You know, what do you want your life to look like at the end of the school year? Because the end of the school year feels like forever when you're 10 years old, right? So maybe telling them again ahead of time. I mentioned that before a family meeting you may give them a couple questions you want them to think about. When I was in the classroom I was known for giving my kids thinking homework a lot. I didn't like to send home homework on paper, but I often said, would you spend some time tonight thinking about something. And then it was typically a conversation I wanted them to be ready to have the next day. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but it's in their brain and now they've got some connection so that when we bring it up again, it's not something brand new and they're going to have a different brain response than they did the first time they heard it. So if it's the first time they've ever heard it and they may feel anxious, they can tend to shut down. Well, then the next time they hear it, they're going to feel a little bit less anxious because it's not brand new and they're going to be less likely to shut down. So being patient sometimes is important. But then I think also knowing your child, if you know that you can't start with a question like that, you know, with your 10-year-old, you may want to start and say, hey, what's something that you're just really proud of? And that celebration piece is so important, you know, starting from something they feel good about. What's something at school right now you feel really proud of? Let them share and then say... Do you want – is there any growth in that area that you want to see? Like is, is there places you can still get better at that or are you like at the top of your game? And they may say, yeah, I'm at the top of my game. Like wow, you've read every book in the library. That's amazing, you know. But allowing it to start from a place of success makes that looking forward much easier than starting from a place where they feel like they're not doing well and then asking them how they're going to get better at that. If that makes sense. So start from success and then you can work into some of the more challenging conversations for growth.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. One of the questions you had um, written down was, and I, I took note of it, if you could accomplish anything big or small, what would it be? Yeah. And I don't imagine that might be a hard thing just to sit down and, and mm-hmm. but maybe a week later with that conversation. Or that question kind of percolating in the back of somebody's brain, you might they might be in a situation where they realize, Hey, but well, that's the thing. Yeah. And so just even asking the question and not having an answer at the moment, I would imagine, could be okay.
0: Absolutely. And I think as parents Not being afraid to answer these questions for ourselves, too, in front of our kids. That's why family meeting is so awesome. A lot of times when we put questions like this in front of our kids, we just – you go around the table and everybody answers. So they know mom and dad are going to have to share, too. And we try to be really genuine with the answers that we give. And it's really great to see the way they respond to, you know, areas of challenge in our life or things that we're struggling with. And then when they can hear accomplishments – from siblings or other parents, then also those ideas can kind of help to kickstart something in their brain if they're struggling a bit.
1: And I would think parents might really appreciate having that own thought process Absolutely. in their own brain because yep. <laughs> I know uh, for me anyway, when, uh, you know, in you're in your, in your early 20s, you're thinking about what I, do I want to accomplish? And, you know, maybe that's not something that you're you're actively thinking about, you know. Later on,
0: Yeah. Once life kind of settles and (laughs) you're busy taking care of your kids, you don't often think about what you want and where you want your life to go. So, yeah, these are definitely things that are fantastic for parents, too.
1: Yeah. So I want to jump back for a minute to your family talk session back in um, September and actually one in October, too. And uh, you were talking about creating positive, healthy habits and routines for your kids. And I would imagine this time of the year with resolutions and goals and things like that, like creating those healthy habits and routines could be like one of those goals that that you're trying to accomplish. Um, So how would you start a conversation with your child about maybe a habit or routine you would like them to develop that gets their buy-in as well? How would you start that?
0: Mm -hmm. So uh, similar to how we would start the conversation with reflection, I think just being really honest and telling them that you've been taking a look at how maybe the morning works. That's always a a good example. Um, How the morning has been feeling to you and there's a few changes that you want to make and you want to talk to them about that, but you want to make sure that they are changes that they feel comfortable with too. So we walk a fine line as parents of balancing, getting the buy-in from our kids and making sure that they feel like they have a say and they're part of the family and some control. And knowing that we're the parents and ultimately we're going to make the decision. So if you put a situation in front of them like, you know, we're really struggling to get out the door on time, do you have any ideas about anything we could do different and let them start brainstorming maybe the new habits? You may already know in your mind what needs to change and you can kind of guide the conversation towards that because maybe they say – Well, I think if you got up earlier and then you did, you know, it's going to often be what other people can do, but maybe the child that's causing the issue sits down and wants to watch TV for 20 minutes every morning and then all of a sudden it's time to go and they don't know where their shoes and their backpack are. I use that example. It's never happened at my house before. (laughs) Of course, same. (laughs) Right. Right. And and so as you're talking, you could casually bring up suggestions like, do you think you watching TV in the morning ever – Causes you to be running behind or late. But if you can do it from a way that's not, okay, well, here's the problem. The problem is that you watch TV in the morning and then you're not prepared. They're going to automatically not be into whatever you're going to say. But if you can ask them questions about it, or maybe it's something as simple as they find their shoes before they go to bed the night before. If you tell them to do that, they're going to tell you you're silly. They don't need, they know where their shoes are. But if you can suggest, you know, I noticed. Every day this week, we were rushing around looking for your shoes. Do you have any ideas on how we can make that better? So really just trying to get their ideas in a way that, that, again, you're guiding, but make them feel like they have some control and say in changes that are happening.
1: I love the philosophy of people support what they help create, and kids are no different than adults in that sense,
0: Absolutely. I think.
1: Yeah. Alicia, thanks so much for your time today. Great ideas, and thank you for, for sharing.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
1: That's Alicia Rich, Family Engagement Consultant with Andover Public Schools. Again, parents can learn more ways to help their kids at school by visiting usd385.org family resources. That does it for this episode of Andover Airwaves. If you would like to suggest a future topic for the podcast, or you just have something that you're curious about at Andover Public Schools, please send us a note at info at usd385.org. That's info at usd385.org. Thanks for listening and have a great day.